Hey everyone, I'm Jordy. And I'm Haley. Welcome to the Wayward Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about A Court of Mist and Fury. If you don't know what it is, I'll give you the little blurb here. Alright, so as her wedding day approaches, Fair is haunted by the things she saw and did under the mountain. As she navigates her new powers as a high fae and with war on the horizon, she must decide where her loyalty belongs. Is it with the male that rescued her or the man that set her free? In this epic sequel, Farrah must choose between the hottest blonde, Tamlin, or the most irresistible bat boy, Resand. All right, Haley, what were your overall thoughts of this second installment in the Court of Thorns and Roses series? <laughs> I absolutely love this book. I'm like smiling so much. It just makes me so happy even thinking about this. Just knowing that this book is on this planet at the same time I am makes me so happy. I think it was just amazing. Oh, I just loved everybody in it. Just chef's kiss. I This is the book that if I was on an island, it's really close with um, the third book. But I think Mist and Fury is just a little bit better just because of the love story, obviously. But... I just, I couldn't say anything better about it. Wow. Okay, so my overall thoughts. This was definitely a long book, and I it took me, again, about halfway through to get into it. But once we got there, it picked up. I loved the love story between Resand and Farah. I may be getting ahead of myself here, but, I mean, we all know at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And just, I feel like the second half really dug deeper into these characters' past and we understood more about them and how they ended up where they are and kind of what's going on and why there would be a war on the horizon and stuff like that. So this definitely, I've, I've been telling people, kind of just get a recap from the first book and just dive right into this one. I feel like that's my opinion on it so far. I I definitely think you should always read the first time. You should. You should, but... I get what you're saying. Here we are. If people had a Haley in their life that could reenact the first book for them, (laughs) I think that would be great, and then they could just jump right into the second one. Thank you. All right, Jordan, let's just dive right on in. What were your thoughts about Tamlin and Farah's wedding. So, again, I went into this kind of knowing what was happening between some of these characters. So I already knew that I didn't want them to end up together. And I I didn't know what was going to happen. But reading about their impending nuptials, I was like, oh my gosh, do they get married? And then something has to happen? Mm-hmm. Or... Like, what's going on? And so once, you know, she's having these thoughts of like, oh, someone like help me. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm missing. No, oh my gosh. And Resan just like shows up. I'm like, ah. anytime he shows up on the page, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it could have happened any other way. Like, there's no way she could have turned from him without it being a major thing. And so I feel like this was a great way to kind of get away from him without causing like a huge scene. I just think that <laughs> being Ferris, stolen from your wedding isn't a huge. Scene. Yeah, I mean, being stolen isn't 
like that's better than like Leaving. you walking away like in this situation oh, yeah. specifically <laughs> to this situation in this book but i feel kind of bad for fair because it's like she continuously needs to be saved she she like does all these things like she did everything for her family she provided for her family and then it's like the longer the story goes on the farther away that person becomes and it's like i mean i feel like i have to counter that with okay she saved everyone well, under I, know, the I, I was about to say and like she did that but it's like i don't know i feel like i i feel like it's just a dichotomy that i can't get over i see and i feel like that just seems not like relatable in the sense that a bunch of people are out here being able to relate to like saving a bunch of people under a mountain but just the oh I can do such great things in one area but when it comes to maybe my own personal life I have a harder time believing that I deserve to leave this guy or oh that's a great point yeah yeah so okay, I think that fair. with Farah that's kind of, that's kind of how I just view her um okay, yeah she kind of went up in my mind now oh good <laughs> um my overall thoughts of the wedding were if you remember me talking in our last episode, I was on the Tamlin good guy <laughs> train. But starting this book, it just like went from like, he's so amazing to then like first page of this book is like, oh, wow, he's terrible. So I felt like that was very quick that Tamlin became unlikable to me. What did he do that made him immediately unlikable? For just you? the every she wanted to go out. She wanted to do stuff. And he just kept saying no to her it was like okay now she's like a prisoner to him where in the first book I felt like he was better than that I forget the timeline of these events but like he did something that was out of line and he said you know it won't happen again I'm sorry blah 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 anger yeah and then it happened again and I was like oh done like, no matter what he does, like, over with for me. Yes, you're getting... Am I getting the mix up? Way ahead. That's, way ahead. Then goes ahead. into the third book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, spoiler alert for the third book. He doesn't change. <laughs> but yeah. You haven't finished the third book, so we'll I, see what you say at the end of it. Yeah, I, I, I think it was during... Okay, so during the second book, yeah. I was like, oh, okay... Or we're skipping ahead kind of to the end where Tamlin comes back into Farrah's life and he's trying to rescue her. And that's when I could see that, okay, what people are saying about how they want a Tamlin redemption story. In this book, I was like, I could see why they would want that. Because it would make sense if he doesn't understand everything with with Rhysand and the night court. And Rhysand has only been evil to in other people's eyes yeah so like we're the only ones with privileged information on resand and so it's like i could see why he would think that pharaoh is being manipulated by him it's like he does a a bad job about taking care of her himself but like i guess i could see yeah you know i can so then at the wedding i didn't know what to expect. I knew, obviously, Resand had to be coming. But when he showed up, I listened to this book and read along with the audiobook and the physical book. And I was listening to the 
dramatic reading where it's like all those voice actors. Oh my gosh. If you haven't done that, you need to do that. That is the best experience ever. Is that where the reels that we yes. see everywhere? I was about to try to do the voice, but I'm not going to try to do the voice. <laughs> where he says his iconic line. So yeah, the wedding. I was very excited because I heard, I got a spoiler from my coworker that he steals her at the wedding. So I was like, okay. But I didn't know what to expect because when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh. So he's just kidnapping her. She's, she's going from one. Again. Yeah, I was like, she's going from one captor to another. Like, how, make it make sense. But. When you read it, it's just good. <laughs> when you read it, you'll get it. Yeah. All right. So after Reese takes her from her wedding and brings her back to the night court, what did you think about all of that and her experience there? I love how she got mad at him. Well, I mean, I don't love that, but like rightfully so. She got mad at him and like threw her shoe. Rightfully at- so? Did I say I mean, rifle? No, no, you said rightfully, but it's like she she didn't want to be at her wedding. So didn't he like save her from a But situation? she's allowed to feel however she wants. But like And he showed up being his usual self, which she doesn't understand. So like if somebody like that walked into your life, I'd be annoyed. I don't know. I mean, if I were her, I'd like to say I'd be like immediately in love with him, but I'm team Farrah. I don't question Farrah. I really like her. I question Farrah. I like her and... Like, I question her, but I am always on her side type of thing. Anyways. Women supporting women. (laughs) (laughs) Back to what I was saying. She, like, threw her shoe at him, and he just turns around and goes, like, oh... Oh, I don't even remember what he says. But he was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He was like, I figured... And then she was confused. And then he, like, immediately explains to her that, like, she's super strong. And he thinks that she has more powers than she's letting on. And, like, he just immediately told her that. Where Tamlin has known this for, at least that's what we believe. Tamlin has known for a while that she probably has all of these powers from all of the High Lords. High Lords, yeah. I forgot to say... Sidetrack in a podcast, we did not talk about how Farrah dies. <laughs> did we not? No, we did not mention that at all. You guys, Farrah dies in the first book, and all the High Lords. Oh my god, resurrect her. That's so important. I can't. We just were like the mating bond. How did you feel? <laughs> Anyways, that's why she has all those powers. And I just love that he was like, yeah, this is what you got. Let's see what can happen. You have any thoughts? Or- yeah. Does she know at this point that Reese was the one who convinced them to bring her back? No, not at all. Okay. When does that happen? I think when he tells her the full story about being mates. Okay. Well, at least it's the same book. Yeah. All right. So... One thing that I really enjoyed after he brought her back was the fact that he taught her how to read. (laughs) And I thought it was so funny because, like, they can communicate through what we know to be the bond that they have. Um, But also they have, like, these slips of papers that will, like, show up randomly and then they'll write something back to the other person and 
the banter is really funny because like Reese knows what she's thinking about him. And so he knows that she thinks that he is like the cutest thing and whatnot. Yeah. And so he'll make her write that out. And it's just really funny and cute. And somehow she can pick up reading in like a day. Yeah, it's true. I mean, she's a high fan now, so <laughs> I guess anything's possible. If you just believe. Yeah. All right. So now weeks go by. Well, Farrell only stays with Reese for one week as their deal stated under the mountain. So Reese brings her back. He has to wait a month, then he can get her back. And this goes on for a little while. And then Tamlin's anger. All right, what about the anger? I mean, it's terrible. He, like, shatters a room and all the paints that he gave her. Yeah, what was the lead up to that? Why did he get so mad? I don't know. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> we just know he's terrible, okay? Yeah, I think she did something it has to do, like, she wants to be out or, I don't know. Maybe the night court. I feel like this is another thing that we should have remembered. (laughs) I don't think it's not as bad as forgetting that Farrah died. died. (laughs) Anyways, he then walks Farrah into the home literally with like a shield and leaves with Lucian. And that's when Moore comes in and gets her. And Moore is is Rhysand's cousin. Right. In case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she, finally, a female saving a female. Finally. I love this. I didn't know what was going to happen. I I don't know. I didn't realize that this was going to be the reason why Farah left for good. Mm-hmm. thought it was interesting that it was because of Tamlin's locking her up, literally, that caused her to leave. What did you think it would have been? I don't know, like her own free will, kind of. Even though free will, I know, but it was because like he, it was like the nail in the coffin. I just wasn't, I just wasn't expecting that. I think it's a great reason to go, obviously, but I thought it was gonna be like she stayed with Resand. I guess I like that it wasn't one of the weeks that Resand was supposed to get her, and then she just decides to never go back, because then it would be like, oh, she was just his prisoner then it was like oh something terrible uh, i mean it's not great that something terrible happened but yes something terrible happened <laughs> there again and she needs to be rescued again no and i just she goes and stays. like that it was outside of their deal i guess it had to be that way i guess yeah to make the readers not feel like this was another kidnapping scenario yeah i guess i feel like i'm just like babbling on a bunch all right, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once Farrah's back at the night court, she kind of settles in a little bit more and she starts to meet what we all know as the Bat Boys. Yes. And, like Resan's right and left hand women yes and goes to valaris yep make everything go around so what do you think of these characters and just their pack mentality so to speak i love the bat boys obviously cassian i love when cassian is on the page because i know i'm just gonna smile Azrael 
is very interesting and I really wish that we got more of him so I'm like excited for the books to come hopefully they'll focus on him because I think he's gonna be really interesting Amrin I like Amrin I wouldn't say she's my favorite character ever and I sometimes don't like her delivery of her words um more I really like more I think she's amazing fabulous and then obviously Rhysand's Enough said. That's all I'm going to say. I, yes, I, you know, you continuously hear about the Bat Boys and just their kind of brotherhood. Yeah. You know, and Cassian is hilarious to me. I laugh out loud at so many of the things that he says. Yeah. Azrael reminds me of like a brooding kind of teenager with like a mysterious past that we're trying to uncover. More is a lot of fun. Amren is cool. Yeah. I think so. I am still trying to figure out what exactly she is. Yeah, you'll because find she out. like drinks blood and I don't know. She just is a mystery to me. But we get some of her story in this book. Right? Isn't it her? I get her and more story confused. No, you're going to get that in Wings and Ruin. Okay, in the next one. Yeah. It seems like out of all of the characters in the courts that we've been introduced to so far, they have a tighter bond. Yeah, for sure. And it, like, the way that they work together makes more sense because while there's a hierarchy to who does what and they all have different roles, they still kind of see each other as equals right like which is so crazy why is that crazy i just i don't know i feel like i've never seen that in real life power dynamic where the most powerful person in the room sees himself equal to somebody who's not even close to his capabilities i I don't even know what that would look like (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what that looks like I see what you're saying because, I mean, you could try to apply this to like your working environment, yeah, I guess, or well, like a military environment. I actually met the CEO of my company today. Oh, and she was so nice. She like came up to me. She like read the name on my badge, and she was so excited to. She was like, "I'm so excited that you're joining our staff." Um, And then she saw me later in the day and, like, she stopped her conversation and asked me if, like, I had everything that I needed and how was everything going. So, So basically, she's like, resands. Okay. (laughs) No. I I was just saying, like, that, I mean, I feel like a lot of good bosses are like that, but I've obviously never seen what it's like in a dynamic. Anyway. Anyways. How did she feel about... Valaris, like, keeping it a secret for so long. I thought that this was a fun twist in the story, and I feel like I keep saying this, but, like, again, I went in knowing that Rhysand wasn't a bad guy and that there was so much more to this, and so finally being able to see this other part to his court was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize that he had this little you know, city. Slice of paradise. Slice of paradise, <laughs> hidden away from all the other phase. And so if I had gone into this 
thinking that he was somewhat of a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think getting to this part and seeing this, it would have melted my heart a little bit because I would have been like, oh my gosh, there's so much more to this guy than we think that there is. Yeah. And the city seems really cool. The people I'm kind of more interested in because I'm like, where do you, like, do you just stay in this city? Like, do you travel to different places? Like, do any of these like fairies or fae go to different courts or do they all stay in the same like whatever court that they're born into i know well he does make the comment that the ports were shut down for 50 years while he was protecting the city while he was under the mountain but i was very confused because i was like well it's always been protected so i have a lot of questions about the protection of the city especially when we get to the queens at the very end of the book when he's willing to give up this information. This is like sidetrack from way at the end of the book. But I was just shocked when he gave up Valaris after it's been protected for thousands of years. Yeah, we can kind of start getting into that. So we know that a war is brewing among Highburn and the rest of Prithian. And so they have to, and by they I mean really it's resand and the night court is trying to figure out a way to bring together the human world and the rest of the high lords and the courts to figure out a way to kind of combat highburn and the way that they're going to do this is because farah has all of these powers from all of the different high lords they're going to figure out how she can get to this thing called the cauldron yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so but then to get like the humans help they need to get the human queens involved the human queens need to get involved and like there's these spells cast around the cauldron and all these different characters you need like come into play the the human queens have half the book yeah one of the courts has the other half so this book we're kind of trying to figure out how to get the book pieces together once you have the book then you can have basically the solution to how to override overrule this cauldron right that hybern has right now yeah that's that's what i was just saying and like the queens ask grisand to like give up information because they think that he's he's like this terrible guy so why should anyone believe him and before Rusan offers up the information, everyone in his circle is like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, we've yeah. kept it a secret for thousands of years, and you're just going to give it up willy-nilly. And you don't and even... Like, yes, I am. And he's... Yeah, you don't even know them. And I felt like there's more that Rusand could have done well, they even, to prove. Fairy even says, like, you could have done so many different things, and Azrael's <laughs> like, yeah, we could do this. And he's like, no, I must show them. Valaris, and it's like, why did you do that? Anyways. It's like, I, it's like, Rhysand's not that dumb. It's like... So it's like... Is, is like Rhysand the villain now? Is he officially? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, is this some sort of long game where it's like, you wanted people to know, and now... I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Time will tell. Okay, so one thing we do need to talk about before getting more into all of the pre-war stuff is one of my favorite parts of this whole series, and that is the mating bond. (laughs) And we discover 
that Resand and Farah are actually mates. However, Farah doesn't take that news too well, even though she's in love with him. Right. What were your thoughts on this bond and their relationship? So Resand gets injured and then Farah goes out and she gets like the cure and then because of that she finds out that the high lord is her mate and then she goes back and she's like so mad at him because he kept this from her which i can see why she would be angry that he kept like that is so big that is such a big deal if like and even as she says it she's like we are like soul bonded for the rest of eternity because they're immortal and it's like you were just going to feel it out when the time was right to tell her so I see why she was upset at that but I also see his side where it is like yeah she was in love with him I mean Tamlin like and then to immediately be like well we're mates would kind of be like oh yeah, I could see where where he was like, oh, when is the right time? But going up, Farah finds out, and then they winnow to the Illyrians. And winnow just means they can teleport. Yeah. And then Farah, like, goes to Mor and is like, get me away from him. I understand that, but, like, five days, I thought that was too much. What, what were your thoughts? So I understood her being upset that he would withhold this information. But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like I would have handled it the same way that Reese did. And that's just because, like, you're not going to go up to somebody who was (laughs) in love with somebody else and be like, you're my mate. You're supposed to be with me. Like, that just... yeah, yeah feels weird and then it's like okay well are you just trying to manipulate me into liking you like what is happening here? yeah and like he says later like, like i wanted you to feel it yourself yeah, and it's like if you have the rest of eternity to be together why not just let the feelings unfold the way that they should but i think it's because i think what really made her mad was more and amarin knew but it's like it I don't feel like in this situation it was either of their place to tell her. No, but that's uh, she. That's why she was mad at him. Like all of these other people, Asriel and Cassian, uh, they knew too. But like they think, were, like all of you knew. But just think about a relationship in real life. Like when two of your friends who you know like each other are supposed to be together, but like one of them just doesn't realize it yet. Okay, but none of them are soul bonded. <laughs> Person. But I know I real I do get what you're saying and I get his point, but I would feel like an idiot too. Where it's like everyone knows how he feels about me and everyone can see how perfect we are together. And I'm just the idiot over here who's like la 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 la. But see, I don't necessarily think it has to be like you're an idiot because yeah. Like, like it's serious, but it was never that serious. It's the most serious thing in their <laughs> whole universe. But, like, yes. But, like you said, they're immortal. 
we can give it five days. We can give it until she starts to have a crush on him. You know, we don't need to pounce this. No, I think it's because he knew that she was having all of these weird feelings toward him and she was always being pulled towards him, but she didn't know why. And she was struggling with that and coming to terms with being like, I really, I don't know what's going on, but I'm always being drawn to you. But I once loved Tamlin and like she had all of these doubts and like insecure about it and felt really guilty and he knew why. Well, and see, me reading it, like, not knowing about, like, if I didn't realize that there was this mating bond, if it seemed like very normal feelings to have if you just got out of a serious relationship and now you found somebody else that you didn't realize, like, you could feel that same way again. Like, you're going to feel those things and you're going to question yourself and you're going to be like, do I really like him? Am I just, like, in a weird place right now? Is it even okay to like somebody this soon after leaving somebody else? Yeah. And so it's like, I I feel like it's fair to leave fair to determine what she was feeling and what she wants without telling her exactly what it is and giving her no option. I mean, but she, yeah, I see what you're saying, but she would have an option. But I just think I understand why he didn't, but I also understand why she would be upset. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I really liked getting a whole chapter dedicated to hearing everything that was happening from Reese's perspective oh, and like yes. his story and going back to, you know, visions of this human girl yeah. that like getting dreams of her while he was under the mountain and then the painting the paintings and then finally seeing her once and we got like all the way back to the first book and, and like their says, first encounter yeah. i've been looking for you yeah. <laughs> i died when i read that i didn't even think about that i was like what that is so sweet yeah i just i love how she was sarah jms i love how she was just able to take one line from the first book and when you read that line in the first book you don't even know that's resand yeah i remember he's an unnamed guy yeah i remember reading that line in the first book and thinking oh like this guy just made up a quick lie on the spot to help a girl get out of a bad situation because sketchy guys were near her and it didn't look like it was going to turn out well for her Yep, and then she said, and then the second, I'm sure everyone realized, oh, this guy is important, is when she says, that's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then I love how he mentions that, like, eventually she accepts the mating bond, and then, like, she's thinking in her head, like, how could he love me? Like, he's so gorgeous. And then he says to her, "Um, it's a good thing I think you're so gorgeous, and then he references her first thought of him, which was, he is the most beautiful person she has ever seen. And I just was like, oh my gosh. He was like reading her feelings and stuff when he first met her. And I just love that that was what she was feeling. <laughs> yep, that was all, all great things. All right. So now fast forward to the inner circle of the night court going and trying to get the cauldron and all of that goes down all of a sudden the king shows up and they're like oh no the king of highbrain oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um 
and they're like, oh no, guards. And then all of a sudden, Tamlin and Lucian show up. What did you do when you saw their names on the page? <laughs> well, first off, before we get to them, I think we need to mention that while... Farah and Cassian, uh, was it more Amran that was with them while they were trying to do the cauldron thing? All of them but Amran. All of them but Amran, whatever. We're trying to get the cauldron, and they had the two pieces, the two halves of the book came together, and they were trying to take away the power from the cauldron. Right. Jurian oh, yeah. shows up. And for those of you who don't remember, Amarantha had a ring that had an eye on it, and that eye was Jurian's eye, and she kept his soul in there. And so he just strolls down the stairs and is like, what are you guys doing? You're not going to get out. The King of Highborn's here. And then they take them all to what I envisioned as, like, was it like a throne room, the meeting place? Yeah. And then, yeah, nonchalantly in comes strolling in Lucian and Tamlin, and I was like, what is happening? Not again. And I was like, these idiots, what what's going on? Here? What are you doing? Ariana, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> and I was like, this isn't going to be good. And right. this kind of goes back to what I was saying, though, where in this book, I could see why people would want a Tamlin redemption story because you can clearly tell that he thinks he's trying to save Farah from yeah. Resand in the Night Court. And he, Tamlin, has struck a deal with the King of Highburn to kind of give him whatever he wants in order to save Farah and to get her back. And so then, now in comes the human queens with Farah's sisters. Yeah. And the queens, the human queens, want to become immortal, but in order to test to make sure that the cauldron can do that, they put Nesta and Elaine through the cauldron. And this is where it gets interesting, because we put Elaine through the cauldron, and Lucian starts feeling a certain sort of way. And then we put Nesta through the cauldron, and Cassian starts to feel a certain sort of way. Well, Cassian made a promise to Nesta that he would do whatever it takes to protect the humans and her. So I think he was just feeling very disappointed that he wasn't able to do it. Maybe. I mean, everyone knows that they're mates. That's a major spoiler for the last book, but I think that he was more upset that he failed in his promise than he was of failing her specifically. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I recently watched a reel, and I, I didn't send it to you because you aren't done, and I did. there was, like, a huge spoiler that I just was like, that I could never do that to Jordan, but it was A Court of Thorns and Roses series from Tamlin's perspective, and it was so sad, and although Tamlin's done, like, a lot of really bad stuff... It was very sad to be like, oh, like, he loved her thorns and all. And then to, like, watch. It was just so sad. And I'll send it to you when you're dead. <laughs> but No, I, I could definitely see why this could be heartbreaking for Tamlin. Because yeah. Because I feel like he's just got his head in the clouds somewhere else. I literally. 
Like he just doesn't understand what's going on. And I feel like Lucian should have been doing a better job kind of helping him as his right hand man. Because he feel <laughs> Lucian to me feels like he knows what's going on. Like it's harder to kind of pull one over on Lucian. Yeah, I'm very so excited to see what happens with Lucian in the next couple of books. I saw a thing, uh, actually another podcast, and they were talking about how where they think Lucian's story line is going to go. And I was like, that just seems so accurate. I can't wait. I just saw a reel of somebody talking about Nesta and Cassian. And I was like, oh, these next books are going to be so good. All right. And so as we're finishing up the second book, something major happens between... Farah and Reese. Farah says to the king... I've been tricked. I've been brainwashed, basically. Um, they find out that Rhysand and her are mates. She said, I was tricked into accepting the mating bond. Please let me go back to Tamlin and let, as long as you let the night court go, which to me was just like, who would buy that? Who would buy? Uh, okay, sorry. Let me just finish this story. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were in like a desperate situation because Farah wanted her sisters to be safe and they had really messed up Cassian. They ripped his wings and stuff. Yeah, he and was close he was, to death. He was very close to death. And so they needed to figure out a way to get everyone from the Night Court and Farah's sisters back to the Night Court so they could be safe and start healing. Healed, yeah. And so she says to the king, destroy the mating bond. Break the mating bond. What did you think and feel? I remember you literally gasped. I know. I was so pained by that. And when I read it, I was like, this can't be real. Like, because he did it. He took away. He took away a bond is what he did. And I was like, okay, this isn't real. Something is not right. But then when you read that the tattoos that she had on her for the bond disappeared, I was like, what is happening? No. And I thought to myself, okay, you know, they're still going to choose each other in the end. It's just, they're not just, they're just not going to have the mating bond. And then I felt like, oh, it's just not going to be as serious without the bonds. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to figure out a way to come back together? And I was like, please, I don't have to wait to find out like, in the middle of the next book. I need to know now. And so the King of Highburn takes away the bonds. Fair gets sent back to the spring court. Everyone from the Night Court gets to go back, including Farrah's sisters. And so we follow Farrah back to the Spring Court. And I'm like, what have you done? What did you do? Right. And then we get the one chapter from Rhysand's point of view where it's cleared up real quick that they still have their mating bond because that's an unbreakable well, thing. because the night before, Farrah and him went before Priestess to do... But it, it, regardless, it's unbreakable. No matter what, once it's accepted. But I'm explaining the tattoo perspective. Oh, right, right. So the one tattoo that was taken away was the initial promise that Rhysand had made with Farrah the Bond. They made about how he would protect her if she would do the one, one week, week per month yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. And so that was the tattoo that disappeared. They had put glamour on her other tattoo, which shows the mating bond. So the King of Highburn didn't see that one. Yep. And then and she so became how... the 
high lady of the night court too. Mm -hmm. And so we follow her back to the Supreme Court. She starts to lay the foundation for kind of pulling one over on Tamlin. And what's going to happen is she's going to basically be a spy for the night court. She's going to figure out everything that's happening over there. And through the mating bond, she's going to send these messages to Resand. She's going to take her revenge. Sweet, sweet revenge on um, the pretty blonde boy. <laughs> And we read more of that in the third book. All right, sister. So since we were introduced to the Bat Boys in this book, we're going to do a little F. Mary Kill. (laughs) So F. Mary Kill, Resand, Cassian, and Azriel. All right. Shout out to Paige Rage for encouraging us to answer these questions. But for me, it is very easy i would f azrael mary reese kill cassian azrael is like a mystery resand i think everyone is out of their mind to not marry that man i I just if someone were to say not him i just can't even believe you and then cassian although i love him so much i don't think him and i could be anything more than casual friends honestly all right so i'm effing cassian that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) he is hilarious he's always got something to say and i don't know the banter with cassian i feel like is unmatched with any other character in the story and for me that goes a long way yeah Azrael, he is a little too in love with more and just there's too much going on he too much there it's too yeah i just don't want to unpack that and i don't want to deal with that so unfortunately i'm gonna have to kill him off and then like you said you would have to be out of your mind i think not to marry resands out of your mind out of your minds yeah well, sister, I love how you brought up Azrael and more. I'm very excited for you to read Wings and Ruin and really get to the bottom of all of that. Me too. All right. Let us know who you would F Mary and kill. All right. Let us know what your thoughts were on A Court of Mist and Fury or the series as a whole. And happy readings, everybody. Bye. <laughs>